How's life? <laughs> That's see. This is the problem with when we record like too, back too to back. Soon. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. You no. know, there's nothing going on. <laughs> no, I mean you don't have the puppies anymore, so that's that's good to see. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good improvement. Um, yeah, I am now working on Saturdays, at least for this month, because I switched shifts with some lady. And yesterday we had this mother-son fraternity event where, like, Ugh. these frat boys had their moms come to the area and then they did, like, a wine tour and they drank <laughs> and everything. And there was, like, 80 people oh there. And it was, God. like, such, yeah, it was just chaotic. And at the end of the day, we got done at, like, 6, and um, I was working with, like, four other people just because it was so busy. Normally, I only work with, like, one other person. Mm-hmm. And so they all started, like, leaving. But you could tell that the owners were very, I guess, excited, you know, about the day just because, obviously, they made a lot of money, and mm-hmm. they were, like, happy it was over, and they kept, like you know, hinting that they wanted us all to, like, stay and drink with them, and then everyone else was just starting to, like leave and I, I couldn't find a good window to leave because then they kind of like latched on to me because oh, they saw God. that like I didn't have well I had my stuff ready but I just like wasn't turning down their drinks and then like they stayed and they talked to me for like 30 minutes and then they're like well if you're gonna stay then you might as well start drinking I was like well the guy's <laughs> fucked now I gotta stay <laughs> and so they ended up talking to me for two hours with just me oh, God. and them and it was and the guy he's just such a racist fascist like it was it's hard to like sit there and be like, cordial with him just because he's just... A piece of shit. Like, yeah, just such a big pile of steaming dog shit, like the ones I was cleaning up last week. (laughs) Um, And, oh my god, it was just so hard, and I just wanted to leave so bad, but they, like... And I feel bad, because, like, the woman, like, she's very... she's, She's so much nicer, and she's so much... Like, I know that she's... She's still, like doesn't have the same views that I do but like she goes about it in a completely different manner like Mm -hmm. she doesn't try to like stir the pot about it like she kept like trying to move on but like he is so like like one of the things that he said it was that like he was getting all worked up because you know he knows that I work for the fucking government and that's a real trigger for him and he was saying that he he really hates how black people are popping up out a bunch of babies so that they can take, like, so that they can reap the benefits of tax incentives. I was like, I'm fucking done with this conversation. I gotta go because you are incredibly racist. I cannot tolerate this shit anymore. I don't care how much free wine you give me. Like, this is just fucking awful. And, oh my, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around how someone, no matter how drunk they are, can say shit like that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, fuck, he has no filter. And, like, even in front of this, like, you know, these big groups of um, people, he was saying, like, he was talking about dessert wines, and then he's like, well, sometimes um, women like these, depending, you know, what time of the month it is for them. And, like, he's just like, fuck, fuck, like, the epitome of 
a horrible person and he has no filter and I just can't fucking stand him. Like, I don't know how, and like how, I don't know how his wife deals with it. I don't know how anyone deals with it. He's just so fucking god awful that I never want to be around him again. Like, it's. It's so bad. I hate it's him. So, literally. So cringeworthy. And and also, like, he's the owner of the place, so, like, you can't go above him yeah. to anybody. <laughs> no. Like, that's... You're, literally. You're that Crazy. is... Yeah, that is the... the and, Yeah, and then he just had, like, the audacity of saying, like, yeah, it's not like I, I do anything wrong with my employees or that, like, you know, I'm a bad manager or something. I was like... <laughs> Do you hear yourself when you speak? Oh like he was trying to like justify that he was a good a good owner and that we need to listen to him and respect him and I was like Only because he fuck doesn't no. touch his employees. Is that the reason? Right. Like, he can say what he wants, but as long as he doesn't touch his employees. Right. He's like, Whoa, I I respect boundaries. No, sir, you do not. Oh my yeah. God. So I yeah, that was that was a very rough time for me. <laughs> <sighs> so never again, never again am I going to get trapped alone to talk yeah. with those two because I was like, wow, this is what it, this is what it comes to. This is, I just, I just hope that he's super fucking hungover and then he has big regrets. He probably doesn't even fucking remember what he was no. saying because he was, he was just so, he was drunk, but he also like. I'm not going to use that as an excuse for what he was saying mm-hmm. because he knew he knew what he was saying. Oh yeah. I mean, that's how he feels. Ugh. That's how drunk yeah. people are. They're unfiltered, uncensored. Yeah. Exactly. So, oh god. Yep, that's the winery I work at. <laughs> well, well, tomorrow I get to terrible. spend 4 hours with my boss in the car whoa, whoa. on the way to Iowa. I'm not excited. Oh. I mean, at least she you... she's more liberal minded than a lot of the other people in the state and in my department yeah. and even in my own crew like yeah. she's she's at least has a reasonable head on her but yeah I don't know four hours in it's, the car yeah it's just spending four hours with any co-worker no thanks you can't go <laughs> anywhere like, <laughs> and you're not in a like in a work environment so like you could talk about work for a little bit mm. but like it can only get you so far <laughs> but she she will talk and talk and talk and talk and talk so oh, man, it can go one of two ways space yeah we could either just kind of chill and coast and listen to music or she will talk and that tends to be what happens when we're in the car together uh oh no i was in the car with her for an hour earlier this week and i missed a few turns because she just kept talking <laughs> So, oh fuck! <laughs> she's gonna talk. I bet. Oh my god! Is she driving or are you driving? Maybe a bit of both. I have to pick her up, but I'm kind of hoping that she drives for a while because I really don't want to drive that whole time. Yeah, that, that but, would suck. Yeah, at least uh, then I can kind of lock myself in the hotel room for the rest of the time, except for <laughs> yes. when I need to be like at the conference. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <sighs> I have a conference that's coming up in May and it's at, um, it's in, at Crystal Mountain, which I think is somewhere north of Traverse City, if I remember right. So it's, it's like a two to three hour drive. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping none of my coworkers are like, hey, you want a carpool? Because I don't. I don't want a carpool. I hate carpooling <laughs> I so much. I try to avoid it in any scenario as long as I can. But this one, I know I can't. Um, yeah. Yeah. But fuck I know. I feel like I might just, like, make up the excuse of, like, oh, I'm staying at my parents' house this weekend, so I'm just going to leave from there. Or just, like, find some kind of excuse if someone even poses the question to me. Just mm-hmm. be prepared with a response that I can't do it. Ugh. Because nothing worse. Because it's like, I already got to interact with you at this conference. I probably have to go to dinner with you and spend my time that way. Like, I want as much alone time as possible. (laughs) We're such good team players. I know. Team players and also really one for the environment. (laughs) No carpooling, please. Literally. I know that's like that's the thing that makes me guilty. I'm like, ah, I know I could be saving emissions, but I do that other ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Oh god. But speaking of I guess team players, we know that Nick's all about that in this movie. Always a team player. <laughs> Always. Oh my god, this movie, man. It was hard to get through for me. <sighs> Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it was so similar to the last one that I just <laughs> kind of felt like I was watching the same movie. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, it was so similar. But I guess let's let's get into it. So let's do it. I'm Jesse and I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. I'm not sure what this is. And this week we are talking about National Treasure: Book of Secrets, which is the sequel to the first National Treasure. And the plot is so identical. They know that there is a hidden treasure. They know that they have to go through a series of clues that are placed on, you know, monuments or artifacts that are hard to access. And there's also a villain that is trying to get towards the treasure. It's a, it's literally the same thing. Yeah. It's the same group. There is a different villain. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's, it's hard to pick out the differences in this one. Just like in the first one, we start out like in old history times mm-hmm. at some historic events. Uh, it's, I think set 1865 in Washington, D.C. Uh, after the end of the Civil War and we see some, these two men approach Thomas Gates, the ancestor of Nick, <laughs> because they have um, a a riddle or a puzzle for him, and he's apparently known as the master of puzzles or riddles or whatever. <laughs> and so he's uh, basically convinced to to solve this cipher. And while he's working on solving it, one of the men splits off and. Uh, goes to the theater to assassinate Lincoln. So we know he's uh, Mr. John Wilkes Booth, right? That's mm-hmm. is that the I was like, is that the right dude? Because <laughs> yes. history are not not very tight. Not like, friends. <laughs> yeah, like, I had to look a lot of shit up just to just yep, to follow to, along, to keep up. <laughs> Me <Yep>. too. <laughs> but so Lincoln gets assassinated, and while 
Thomas Gates is solving this cipher, he figures out that um, the men that he's helping are part of the Confederacy, and he's just like, man, the war is over. The shit's over, man. <laughs> and, and he ends up paying for, for this. Uh, he gets shot as he's trying to burn the, the solved cipher. And he tells his son, who's there, who is, I can't, um, Charles Gates, I think is the kid's name. The one that yeah. I thought would be Nick's offspring. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That kid. He's actually just like Nick's great grandpa or whatever the fuck. No, grandfather. Mm -hmm. Great grandfather. Yes. Yes. I had to think of the lineage. So yes. he's Nick's great grandfather. He is told by Thomas Gates, um, some part of the I can't remember the what the fuck he said. He said a clue. The death that all men pay. Yep, he dropped a clue. He threw the little like decode into the to the flames, but there was a piece of it that didn't burn. Mm -hmm. And then we flash back to um, you know, Nick giving a lecture on why his ancestors fucking awesome. And then this guy um, dramatically walks in. He's like, up, up, up. <laughs> and he is the villain. He's played by Ed. What's his last Harris. name? Yeah, Ed Harris. And um, But his character's name is Mitch Wilkinson. And he's like, well, what if I told you that Thomas Gates was actually part of the assassination to mm -hmm. Abe? And then he, like, flashes this, like, piece of paper, and I guess it leads to linking the two. And then Nick's like, oh, my, 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 um, ancestry is tarnished now. Like, and, you know, him and his dad are just like, no, we're not liars. Like, we gotta clear his name. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. Jesus Christ. It's, it's history, like, old history. I mean, like, nobody gives a fuck, really. I know, and then the they were, they... <laughs> they kept like breaking up like whoa this is making breaking news and like later <laughs> on the movie like nick meets the president and the person's like heard your ancestor killed abe or something. like it was so ridiculous on how much they were like making a big deal out of it yeah <laughs> nobody really follows just... that shit that closely no nobody no no they just like really wanted to make you know nick feel bad about it mm -hmm. <laughs> how absurd and we catch up with Riley, you know, the hilarious comedic God. <laughs> uh, guy from the last one. He wrote a book, I guess, called Templar Treasure, where he, you know, talks about his adventure with Nick and also talks about all of his conspiracy theories. And it doesn't seem like it's getting much traction. Uh, he's not a very popular guy. He keeps getting mistaken for Nick. And... He ends up getting his fancy car uh, towed and impounded because he doesn't know how to manage millions of dollars. And uh, he basically shows up at Nick's doorstep and they kind of just catch up with each other. And we find out that, <laughs> that Nick got kicked out by Abigail. So apparently... I was, I was very confused about yeah. that because for one, it's like, I thought that was his house. Yeah. That big old, like historic mansion that they bought and then she kicked him out and then it never really even like getting deeper into the movie i never really understood why they broke up <laughs> I, yeah it's not really made clear i mean he apparently just says the wrong thing i think is the problem he's just 
He doesn't think before he speaks and he doesn't realize how yeah. his words are <laughs> taken by other people. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to communicate with each other. <sighs> but she went so far <sighs> as to change the alarm code to the house so Nick can't break yeah. in. But they need to get, like, Nick's determined to get to these diary pages that he needs to prove his ancestors' innocence. So he gets Riley to help him break into his own house to steal Abigail's museum badge to get in. Yeah. Yeah, and then she gets home with, I don't know if it was just, like, a work outing, but the guy has, like, expressed interest in her. I don't know if it was a date or what, but, like, there was a clear thing that this guy who we find out later is involved kind of in the, he's some kind of government official in the White House. And so like they were connecting then and he really like liked her and she was just like, I don't know. She's like, you got to go home because I got to deal with this shit now. (laughs) And so, yeah, Nick kind of like, you know, reveals his grand scheme, you know, what he's got to do next. Well, she kind of puts it together too. A little bit. Yeah. Before he even explains himself. Yeah. And so, like, they use her badge to, like, you know, they go in, they look at the diary page, and then they find that there's, like, a code on the back, or some see-through, some, I don't know, there's some kind of code, and they're like, whoa, this is a clue, we gotta get going on this. And mm-hmm. then um, the bad guy, like, later finds out, because then she also ends up going on a date with the bad guy, which I... I don't know how that happened, I th- but and I she think gets a that co- was a business meeting. <sighs> yeah, um, she, and she like she gets a call from Nick, and he's like, "Yeah, we know, we know what's going on." And then the the bad guy was like, "Whoa!" So there's a code, huh? And so then like he's catching on that like Nick's figuring this out, and then later on, him and his squad just <sighs> they jump dad. <laughs> Dad doesn't realize what the fuck was going on. And they ended up, like, ta- tapping his phone so that any time that, you know, he used it, they could kind of keep track of them that way and figure mm-hmm. out what they were doing next. Yeah, so one thing I have to say about the fucking phones in this movie is that it was basically, like, a commercial for the Motorola Razor phone. Because yes. <laughs> they were flashing the Razor everywhere and taking pictures, like, clear pictures with it. And I I didn't have a Razor growing up. I got the oh. chunky cell phone that my step-siblings didn't need anymore after they got brand new mm-hmm. Razors. But I know that the razor did not take a clear photograph. I will just I say that right now. <laughs> Those fucking phones. Yep. I I was on the chunky phone for a long time, and then I finally got a refurbished razor. <laughs> and man, was it hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I understand why they were probably all about, like, advertising it at, at that point, because it was like, wow, this is a sharp phone. But, yeah, it was garbage. Um, but, yeah, I can appreciate the razor. <laughs> it's a bad time. They figure out that the cipher, or some some something they figure out here, is that the reference is to the Laboule lady, which refers to the guy who created the Statue of Liberty. But apparently he's created, he made like three Statues of Liberties that are 
in different parts of the world, but only one of them was his true lady in Paris. So Nick and Riley, they make their way to Paris and use a little helicopter drone to get the next clue off of the statue, which I can't believe it was so easy. But yeah. they <laughs> attract the attention of French cops who Nick charms with his historical knowledge and (laughs) (laughs) then they help him translate the clue and even call Nick a cab like to to go on to London where (sighs) the next clue was yeah uh Nick is just (laughs) the way that he just had the ability to just pull those facts out of his ass and like all right who's really this much of a historic geek like this is a Mm -hmm. little much but Whatever, yeah, so their next clue is in London, and they find out that there's, like, these twin desks, um, one yeah. that the Queen has, and then one that the President of the U.S. has, but first they're off in London finding that one, and they have to, like, I don't know, there's some kind of, it's, it's like a hidden compartment, almost, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, this little board that's within there, and it's written in a, like, dead language that no one speaks anymore, and so, like, they, they can't immediately decode it, and so they just, like, grab it, and, um, you know, the bad boys are like, hey, we, we they track down Nick in London, and then they just start, like, shooting at him in the street, because they're like, this is how we get what we want. Um, mm-hmm. and there's this big chase scene, and, you know, Nick comes up with the clever idea of running a red light with the, oh, um, board flashed. God. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it was so stupid, because he's like, Riley, go hack into the police department to get that. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> and there's no fucking way that that picture came out as clear as no. it, it fucking did in the movie. Like, he's holding it up the board up to his face as he's running a red light, so it'll take a picture <laughs> of his face or whatever, so they can download that image, and they can just toss the plank out the window and move on yeah and so then the the bad boys like you know get the clue and they're like we got it and then but here's sneaky nick like you know knowing that he has this this information now and they're like there's only one person who can translate this oh my and god we meet nick's mom <laughs> nick's mommy yeah they had to go to mommy to get her to translate <laughs> and so they bring his daddy along too and apparently there's a history and mm-hmm. they don't get along so immediately they you know start fighting about something that happened over 30 years ago like about missing luggage or a missing toothbrush or something like yeah still ridiculous <laughs> yeah but she helps them translate what's on that plank and tells them like well it's not even complete anyways because you're missing the other half so that's when they figure that the other half is in the other desk at the white house so nick's like well gotta get into the white house obviously so they use the Easter egg hunt, the annual Easter egg hunt, as uh, mm-hmm. they're in, I guess. It's so, ir- maybe not irritating, but 
it's um i don't know how to describe it but it's all the too convenient, convenient too convenient yeah. exactly it's like of course they just happen to be like it happens to happen around the time when they're going to be able to get some access to the white house i know it's it's ridiculous and then there's that connection that we saw in the beginning mm-hmm. with Abigail and the guy who works for the White House, and yeah. then she's like, "Ish, son of an office." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, because he's and in a Nick cock fight with Nick. Yeah. yeah. So. Yes. And then, um, so she pretends to lose an earring. Nick's like under the desk trying to solve the code and get the piece out. And then, like, um, you know, it's she empty. just like starts. Yeah, it's empty, and then he finds that there's, like, this stamp that, and we f- we find out through, you know, Riley's knowledge that the stamp indicates the symbol for that there's, like, a secret president's book. And so, like, Nick knows that the next clue is in the book that only the president has access to, and hey, guess what? Nick finds out where the president is. <laughs> I'm gonna kidnap the president of the United States. They they know that there's a big party coming up, and so they get the party to relocate to Mount Vernon, and Nick sneaks into this party and somehow gets the president's attention and shows him, and he, I guess, knows that the president's a big history nerd as well and a big architecture <laughs> nerd, so he shows him this map of, like, old map of Mount Vernon and like the tunnels underneath and the president's like yeah let's go check them out and I'm like you can't just fucking lure the president into some dark creepy tunnels with you there's no way it's gonna work like that but oh, he does oh my god <laughs> the, the pre- like how stupid can the president be like yeah it sounds like a good idea let's go through some secret tunnels where only you will have access to me and no one knows where we're going besides my one bodyguard like mm-hmm. what the fuck <laughs> and with ridiculous. this known guy who does all sorts of crazy shit like you know his history right. why would you think this is okay <laughs> But he goes, and he ends up basically convincing the president to tell him where the, where the book is. And then the president also tells him to specifically look at page 47. And mm-hmm. so Nick then is on his way, and they, they get to the Library of Congress where the book is held. They find the book because it's in a little secret compartment behind and above, like, the bookshelves. And... He gets in and starts yeah. flipping through the book. He finds what he needs, and they uh, have to. They find the picture of the board, which Nick Nick takes a picture of and sends it to his dad, who has oh. to take the cell phone to to his mommy so she can translate the new one. And I'm like, so bad. There's such a weird chain of like, yeah, where they're moving the information. But, of course, because yes. he sent it to his daddy, whose cell phone is tapped by by Wilkinson. Whoops. Wilkinson also has the the picture, and they're having a conversation on the phone about how, who needs to translate it. So, Wilkinson knows that he has to find Nick's mommy. And so, he does it. He finds her first and tells her that she has to go along with, with it and decipher it for for them um just so he can follow the clues basically which she does and the clues lead them to mount rushmore (laughs) of course right another like very like 
just big historic like monument that is of importance and that they just so happen to get access to. I get lucky a lot. Yeah, so then they all go to Mount Rushmore with mom, dad, Riley, Abigail, Nick. Run into each other. And, yeah, and Wilkinson's there too. And then they just start dumping water on rocks because Nick's like, there's another clue up here. And they only have these like little, you know, liter, if that, water bottles. And then they're all just dumping it. And then, you know, Abigail just happens to find the spot where it reveals the clue. I was like, okay. Uh, it's just, it's so cringy about how, like, easy it is for them to just, like, un unveil shit that should mm -hmm. be, that is just, it shouldn't be that easy. Um, yeah. But anyways, so they find um, a bird. Nick has to, like, there's stick a little, like, slot. <laughs> yeah. He has to stick his hand in it, and then it, like, it opens some rocks. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, which is the entrance to a... Um, something, and then there's, like, exactly like the last one, there's just these series of, like, traps and, um, False just, like, life, yeah, life, life-threatening situations, and they're in, it takes them a long time to, like, get out, <laughs> and then mom and dad get separated from the rest of the team, and mm -hmm. so then but they have a bonding experience, and, uh <laughs> Yeah, just like the good old days, they get to go on an adventure together, and yep. uh, at this point, Wilkinson is kind of working with everybody, because he mm -hmm. had clues from some, the, the letter from Queen Victoria, which Nick already knew about, because he read the secret book, so, like, he's like, yeah, whatever, not news to me, and, <laughs> uh... <laughs> So Wilkinson's like working with them, but he's also like still kind of shady because we don't 100% trust him. And they all end up getting reunited at in the city of gold in like the the treasure basically. They find it. And while they're like all super happy about finding the city because they had to redirect that water, it starts like busting into the city and they have to find a way out and they go down through some drain and they have like more tunnels and things that they have to get through more trap doors and stuff. And it gets to the point where Wilkinson basically stays behind to make sure that everybody else can get out and uh, everybody gets out except for Wilkinson and Nick has to, <laughs> he tells the FBI, you know, that Wilkinson helped them not, you know, hostage to them or anything like that but that he was a namely person in finding the city because that's all he wanted was just yeah. one good thing one big discovery under the belt of his family or whatever it was so yes. stupid because who it was, really it was, gives a fuck i know it's 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 ridiculous, and yeah, so all that guy wanted was for his name to go down in history, and then all Nick wanted was to just clear his his name, and so they all mm -hmm. just, like, care so much about their reputations, and they don't really care about the gold or the value or whatever. Everything I am is because of my ancestors. Yeah, and so then, um, I guess he, he reveals that to the FBI. He gets, um, and then the, he's like, 
like, wait, hold on, you still kidnapped the president. Like, you don't just get a walk-away consequent free. And then the president's there, and he's like, actually, I think that was a misunderstanding. <laughs> and so then he, like, you know, he, like, vouches for Nick, and Nick, you know, gets away with it. And um, Nick yep. and Abigail, they move back in together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Riley gets recognized as author of his book and that he's also a valuable treasure hunter and whatever the fuck and yeah and then um oh and then like nick also says something to the president like hey i looked up what what was on page 47 but then Mm -hmm. we as an audience never get to we never know what was on 47 i know i was like what why (laughs) is this gonna be uh for uh you know another sequel for phase three of National Treasure, who knows? But I think yeah. that was the intention, but we haven't gotten there yet. Yep. I think it's a little too so. late to, to make a third. <laughs> to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see a third because I'm sick of these movies. I, I, d- I don't, don't care. Like yeah. I don't either. I don't know how they make good kids' movies. I don't know how they make. They're not good Nick movies in the sense of, like, he plays a one-note character. Yeah. So, I guess my opinion doesn't matter. The only, I guess the only time we got to see Nick be Nick was when they were in the Buckingham Palace. And yes. Abigail shows up to help him. He didn't ask for her help, but Nick's daddy called her and told told her what he was, what he was doing, which is how the bad guys knew where to go. And uh, so she shows up to help him, and they put on a little show because Nick needs to make a scene so he can get thrown into the security jail to, you know, break out and get to the desk. So he goes, like, from zero to a hundred when he realizes that he needs to use that opportunity to make a scene, and he starts making fun of the accent of, like, (laughs) the guards and stuff. (laughs) Love that. Yeah, that was pretty great. Hello. But yes, that was about that it. was yeah. It was about a, a several minutes of Nick just being a little like very foolish and acting mm-hmm. like he was you know drunk and just making a scene. And so that was that was a good scene. I like that. That's about there was it. One thing that I actually I think laughed out loud at, and it was the it was the wood plank in front of the face. Okay, I was like, we already talked about it. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, there's no fucking way that worked. I know that was so stupid. This movie, this movie, yeah. man. Well, I think that there is also no like real good trivia. Um, no, I mean, there wasn't. was like the his the historic like just explaining like the historic connections and stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. there's no good Nick trivia. Nothing well, I guess the fun only, about that. The only notable thing I think worth noting would be uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Ed Harris and Nick Cage uh, played uh, opposing roles in The Rock. So Ed oh, Harris yeah. was the bad guy in The Rock, the one that um, was making the demands and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. So, that's the only thing notable, I guess. Yeah, they got they got to be reunited in this movie and just experience new things together. 
Yay. I don't know, you know? I don't know. Well, I think that we probably go ahead and rank rank this. I I would put it probably dead under National Treasure just cuz it's literally the exact same thing. But at least National Treasure is more iconic. Yeah, where is National Treasure on here? It's listed as number 27. 27. So that would make this one, it'd make it 28 out of 52. So pretty halfway for us. Ridiculous. All right. Please tell me we have something better next, next time. Um, I'm, I don't know. I haven't seen this one. Oh boy. I mean, at least it's not a kid's movie. The next one is Bangkok Dangerous. I came out in 2008, rated R. Hour 39. Oh, God, I'm, I'm looking at it now. This is my first time opening the page. Nick has that hair again, the long hair that he <laughs> had in, in Next. In yeah. Next. <laughs> Same hair. I don't think he changed his hair at all for this one. No. No. <laughs> it's... Why do they keep doing that to him? <laughs> okay. It's, it's described as an action crime thriller. And the little description is... A hitman who's in Bangkok to pull off a series of jobs violates his personal code when he falls for a local woman and bonds oh. with his errand boy. Oh, <sighs> God. This does oh, not no. sound good. This sounds like it appeals to all Nick's, like, Asian fantasies fan- that he has. <laughs> yes! <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is probably, like, describing his real life, that he just <gasps> fell in love God. with an Asian woman. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to watch this one. I don't either. This looks fucking terrible. It's only got 5.3 stars on IMDb. God, it's going to be terrible. Let's see if there's anyone else in this movie we recognize. No. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) no. no. (gasps) Because they're all all local actors, I think. I think they're all maybe Chinese, but probably just Asian in general. But... I know, I'm not looking forward to this at all. At least it's not two hours. It's only an hour and 39 minutes. The only redeeming thing. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see how this one goes. But anyways, I guess it's, it's no secret that this movie is far from a treasure. But we're not liars. 